Hey, thanks for joining us on this awesome episode of Meet Me for Coffee. I got Unique. He is from Baltimore. He's the founder of Be More the Dance, and uh, he's also featured in Dark City Beneath the Beat. How's it going, man? Thanks for joining us. Pretty good, man. I can't complain too much. Appreciate you for having me. Hey, man. It's uh, been an honor, man, just reading up about you and stuff like that. Uh, let's start off by talking about Be More the Dance. Be More than Dance. Um, yeah. So uh, Be More Than Dance is an idea, to say the least. Um, a lot of people like to put us in the category of being a dance group because they see more so much of the dance concept being brought to life. However, uh, Be More Than Dance ultimately is an enrichment program that helps the youth of Baltimore learn how to nurture their talent as well as monetize the talent. Um, traditionally, we came in with the concept of dance because of the Baltimore club culture and dance being, you know, one of the main uh, factors that brought the culture to life. However, as time evolved, you kind of started to see the need for other elements. You know, a lot of the guys and young ladies were realizing that they had more to their talent. Some of them are uh, the music producers, some of them are the DJs or being or being taught how to DJ. Um, of course, dance is a major element in it. And then there's a lot of individuals who just tend to want to understand a few business parameters so that they can kind of enhance their skill set so that they can be better in that walk of life. So, cool. you know, Be More Than Dance kind of just took on the toll of when I like to, you know, give the analogy of, to other people, we're, we're just a high school with no code. We don't have any district. Anybody can come. We're very welcoming as long as you're just committed to enhancing yourself. Yeah, that's awesome. How'd you, how'd you come up with the concept? So um, in 2007, um, I was a undergrad at Morgan State University. Um, I was, as we would call, a swift kid. Uh, she was one of the DJs, pioneers of our cultures. And um, coming up underneath that, I got to see a lot of live events that incorporated all the elements of the culture. So while watching and understanding those elements, I created the task of crowning one person King of Baltimore. That was the ultimate goal in the beginning. We just wanted to finally say one person was ultimately the best dancer in the city. Um, as a young entrepreneur who was going to school for business, to pull off the first one, I was I, I was on a high horse. You couldn't, you know, I was grateful that we were able to get it done. That was amazing. Job well done. But, uh, thanks to social media, the, the word began to spread around the second year, you know, the very next year, around that same time when I held it. You know, uh, it was my, my space that was really, really popular at the time. We had a lot of people just posting it. When you came to Baltimore, too. And I'm like, like you know, I, I, I don't think you guys understand. The king is the king until he dies. <laughs> you know, they're like, no, we want another one, another one. And is, 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 there, is there a queen of Baltimore as well? Yeah, queen of Baltimore. That's the, uh, the, the young lady's variation of the king of Baltimore. Um, that came about, uh, we didn't get the queen until the second year in. 
once we know the third year, once we had, had about three kings in, that's when we started to look at the task of doing um, the Queen of Baltimore competition. I mean, there's so many cool accomplishments you have in your in your career. Just, I mean, even just uh, the whole being the, a philanthropist. You, you had the positive attitude. You know, bang it forward, um, and and it's just so cool, man. Um, let's talk about uh, Dark City Beneath the Beat. Yeah, yeah, I'm really here. I'm hearing that actually. It's like lagging like crazy. You getting that too? It's a bad lag. Yeah, a wonderful. Doesn't yeah. look like I'm lagging. How you? I just I hear the audio. It's like all jumbled and stuff, bro. Uh, any suggestions? Are you on like a Bluetooth at all, or just your phone? I'm gonna switch the audio to here and then back off just to see if it changes. Yeah. Don't worry, man. If anything, we'll start from the beginning. <clears throat> yeah, maybe if you, maybe if you, maybe if you. Like maybe if you log out, maybe if you log out, maybe if you log out, I'm just talking to Erica right now. Maybe if you log out and log back in. Yeah, I can hear you. There's still a bunch of like crackling, eh? Like, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely not me. So when I pop, when I turn your ears off, the pot, it actually that's all the distortions come from your side. Can you hear me? See if it works. Can I add you to the stream? 
Erica, can I mute your mic? I can talk to you if you want. Hey, George. No, I just wanted to say thank you for everything. Uh, sorry about the technical hiccups there. Oh, so cool. This is uh, this technology for you. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not interrupting the stream, right? No, it's not a oh. stream. Right? Like I just, It looks like it's a stream, but it's not. Okay, okay. So you're just recording then? Yeah, yeah. I'll edit it, edit it all. I'll edit it out. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, nice to meet uh, through this, and I'm glad yeah. we're finally working together. Yeah, I, I, the one on your uh, your website, I'd love to like you know talk to a lot of your artists, so I'm pretty stoked. Um, yeah, yeah, I know Sean's looking forward to your interview, too. Hold on, let me close the door one second. Oh, my my phone muted. My computer muted. I was saying, if uh, anyone else I have, I'll definitely push them your way. Uh, yeah, for you have, you have Bow Wow as well, or um, right? we've done PR with him right now. It's mostly like show booking. Um, yeah. But uh, for a while, I was doing PR for Soldier Boy and most of his show booking, and working with yeah. a bunch of different artists. We do a lot of um, concerts and festivals and shows and stuff. Yeah, man, Soldier Boy would be sweet too, man. Not working with him anymore, but yeah. I'll keep uh, you in mind for all the PR projects we have. Yeah, yeah, I have a pretty big reach, and I just uh, I signed like a like a deal with a company out in Canada. I got like they have like forty million subscribers or something like that. So like, oh wow, yeah. So here he is again. Okay. All right. Now it's, how's it going, man? How's this one working? That works a bit better, man. Can't really see your face too well, but that's okay. I want to hear the audio, right? So, hey, uh, you can put me back in the the backstage or whatever. I was just saying. I don't know. You. I don't know if I if I press remove, you might have to log back in. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Okay. There you go. Okay. Sweet, brother. That's you know kind what? of a layer, though. It, Put it in front of you, in front of your like you're, you're on your computer, right? Yeah. So put it in front of your computer, like so it show. Gotcha. AirPods connect to this thing too? Uh, I can, but they might pop. Um, give me a second. Yeah. I remember I was doing an interview with this. Uh, she's like the queen of uh, house music. It's like her name's Screaming Rachel or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm, like, no. she, I'm like, yo, she looks nothing like pictures, right? 
<laughs> I forgot to put my light ring on. This is after the interview, and then she switches it on. It's like, holy crap, it looks exactly like the pictures. But when I on the video, she doesn't look anything like you, right? It's the light that, like, okay, <laughs> uh, I think kind of the work area, but brother, so, you know what? I feel you, bro. Like, I was trying to put my son to bed before this, and it's like he's getting rowdy, and like, bro, it's uh. I, I admire what you do, brother. It's uh, it's it's killer. Like I, I do the exact same stuff as you, right? I run around kids all day, and then I do this. So it's ah, the process, to say the yeah. least. <laughs> the process. All right, let's like uh, let's start off from the top, and then we'll just go into it again. Um, obviously, like we were just we're still we're kind of recording, but I'll edit it all out and stuff like that. So good. we can start from the top. Um, yeah, man. Um, so we'll we'll start talking about it. Um, your, your foundation first and stuff like that. All right, you ready? To, well, okay, man. Uh, okay. All right. Man. Back again. Sorry about that. It's all good. Hey, everyone. I've got unique on the line here. It's uh, going to be an amazing interview. He's the founder of Be More than dance and he's also featured in dark city beneath the beat uh you may have seen it on netflix i had a chance to kind of check it out on youtube it's actually on youtube it's kind of cool how's it going unique uh it's going good going good taking it one day at a time yourself yeah man you know the te technology um sometimes gets in the way of a lot of good things doesn't it did he freeze I think we froze, man. We froze again, brother. Am I here? Yeah, you're here now. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. All right. We can start from the top again. Let's try this again. And my internet too. Like, I don't think anything else is using the Wi-Fi. I turned everything else off. Yeah. That's pretty crazy, man. The coolest interviews are get lagged out, man. It's gonna be we knocked this one out of the park. All right, ready to go. Yeah. Right. Hey everyone, this is going to be a great interview. His name is Unique. He's from Baltimore. He's the founder of Be More Than Dance. He's also featured in Dark City Beneath the Beat. Uh, you may have seen it on Netflix. Um, obviously, there are other places to watch it, um, and he will tell you all about it coming up. Um, how's it going, Unique? I can't complain, man. One day at a time, yourself. Yeah, I'm doing great, brother. I've been really looking forward to speaking with you. Let's talk about your foundation. You're the CEO of this foundation. It's called Be More Than Dance. Yes. So uh, Be More Than Dance, we are a organization that is helping the youth of Baltimore monetize as well as enhance their talents. Um, ultimately, the concept in itself came because here we have uh, a lack of resources and that lack of resources tend to kind of shine when it comes down to the youth having productive things to do. Uh, so as we tend to move through the process, a lot of the youth that we were kind of interacting with started to develop skill sets that they wanted to learn how to get better at outside of just dancing. Um, Hence the concept of the name, Be More Than Dance. Um, at this point in time, we're currently teaching the youth how to DJ, how to produce, 
how to dance, as well as um, ultimately learning uh, systematic ways to monetize it in today's uh, technology-filled world, as we would say. That's so cool, man. How'd you come up with the name? It was literally just a play on. Um, we had here so often you you want to put where you're from in your name. You know, uh, our city tends to not get the most positive recognition. So for me, it was one of those things that was a necessity in reference to the, utilizing it in the name so that people understood that we're from here and it's something positive coming on. And um, I've always liked play on words. So I wanted people to see it and kind of look at it twice like, what does that say? But then to also understand that it has a much deeper meaning when you start to look at all of the elements that we like to incorporate outside of just dance. How big is dance in your life? For me, it is... And then it's 20, 23, six now. <laughs> I, I make sure I take, you know, an hour of me time and uh, a day of family time. But, you know, the, the culture in itself is just one that we really, really grew up in. And it never really separates from you, regardless of your age. So while I may not be out busting the dance moves themselves anymore, it's one of those things where I kind of looked upon by a lot of the youth to bring them into our world and help them understand where they can go from there. And you know what? All this extracurricular stuff and things that you're helping with helps with the the mental mindset of a young individual trying to you know uh, persevere in their life. There are many obstacles, and I feel that dancing and, and learning to do other things outside of dancing uh, through your foundation or your organization uh, does go a long way. Absolutely. Um, I think so often, especially when you think about Baltimore as a whole, the, the outside world, the stigma, the concept is just always negative. It's always negative. And to be from here and to experience living in Baltimore you, you start to understand that there it's kind of like that rose that grew out of concrete. It's one of those things where so many beautiful things, if you could peel back a layer or two or just understand what's going on. Here, it's just literally the fact that there are very, very limited resources. And the outreach is different. You know, um, everyone has a corporate technique probably would be the best way for me to put it. You know, they know how to get the grants and the funding, but they may not know how to actually do the outreach in the community to get the youth involved, how to get to those parents who can't come to the meetings and sign all the paperwork because they are working traditional hours just like everyone else. However, they still want their kids to get the same enrichment. So, you know, ultimately just taking a moment to take a step back, you start to analyze and see that there's so much that could grow out of here if it was just kind of given the proper nourishment. And for me, you know, it really became a necessity when I started to realize that a lot of the youth here, unlike myself, 
they're not necessarily looking at school as the first option. You know, some, and, and, and it's not just here, it's, it's just this generation. This generation is starting to understand um, that they can make a living without necessarily putting themselves 100K in debt like I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, some of them are just seeing that they want to try a different angle or try a different approach. And in understanding that, I think it's very important for our generation to take a look back and realize we have to provide ways for individuals to sustain a living, to make a living in everyday life, regardless of what path they may choose to walk in it. You know, I was blessed to have parents who directed me into the college uh, atmosphere. And if I'm genuinely being honest, I just did it for my mom. You know, my mom wanted one of her sons to graduate. Here's the diploma, mom. Here's the degree. From that moment on, it was, what about me? What do, what do I want to do? And then understanding that that was my path, it became really, really easy to connect with a lot of these kids who would come to me and say, you know, I'm very smart. I'm just not in the school. Okay, well, what are you going to do when you turn 18? I don't know. Let's start working on that now. You know, ultimately, if you know that you, you don't have the most robust plan, let's start figuring some of that out so that when you get to that point, you're not still looking around for answers because nobody's going to hold your hand there. I fully agree with you, man. Uh, we talked about the negative stigma uh, surrounding the city of Baltimore. And like for those of us, I'm up in Canada. Like I know, um, you know, I'm outside of Toronto. I know right. sh- Chicago's got a bit of a, a bad rap all the violence and things happening. What is, how is Baltimore uh, compared to Chicago? Well, uh, we're one and two. We're one and two. It's literally when it comes down to the state of drugs, violence, uh, the murder rates, uh, those, those elements, um, and, you know, I haven't checked the statistics in a while, but at one point in time, we were either one or two and Chicago was one or two. So it's literally like the comparison is very similar. But again, a lot of the solutions are almost the same. You know, we grew up on our Baltimore club culture, which is our uh, subcategory to hip hop. If you were to go into Chicago, you would learn about, about a lot about the Chicago footwork movement and it being their subcategory. Ultimately, a lot of urban and inner cities all across America are suffering from the same thing. We're the, the guinea pigs and the test dummies of poverty while everyone else flourishes on the outskirts. And when you step in certain parts of our city, you think, oh, this is great. And you really don't get a reflection or an experience of the day-to-day troubles that the citizens are dealing with. That's the perks of being a tourist, though, right? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> it happens here as well. Yeah. And, you know, I know you're doing something really great. Your philanthropy, you know, should be spread across the United States, if not the world. There are many towns and, and cities across the world that really need help, like the way you're offering. Um, 
let's move on right now. There's a, there's a pretty cool uh, movie or documentary, if you want to call it that, uh, Dark City Beneath the Beat. Um, let's, let's talk about the background, how you became involved in that. For <laughs> So um, it's interesting because Dark City Beneath the Beat is literally a tale of about roughly about 10 years, about a 10-year story. Um, the, the original idea was sparked by the director, T.T. the artist. Uh, me and T.T.'s paths crossed because she were attending different events that I was hosting here locally. Uh, she was a music artist attending Mikey University, and she was extremely interested in the culture. She reached out. We began to work on different projects together. And at one point, she even started to film the documentary almost back in, I want to say, about 2008. Yeah, about I think it was about 2008, 2009. Um, tragically, she lost all of her equipment. Uh, you know, things were stolen, et cetera, et cetera. So the project sat on the back burner for a while. But um, I also think it was giving us time to evolve as entrepreneurs and music artists and things of that nature. Um, she was inspired again to begin working on the documentary again. The original concept was to cover as much as possible about this, the history of the culture. However, one of the hardest parts is always going back and telling the story because it's so much to tell. So she focused on an era that consisted of her time being relevant, as well as the individuals who were, as we would say, keeping the culture alive because after the passing of one of our most prolific DJs, DJ K Swift, our culture really kind of went underground to a certain extent. Now we always had different pioneers and DJs making splashes here and there all across, you know, the national and international scenes. However, we had not had that big pop moment for the city just yet, you know. Um, and our culture had kind of went from front face, being on the radio, being heard all day long to maybe an hour out of the week. You had to start to search and find what clubs still played the music and things of that nature. So the documentary began to focus on myself, T.T. the artist, Mighty Mark, uh, the music producer, and T.S.U. Terry, one of the uh, one of the uh, prolific figures of the dance culture here. These individuals were kind of some of the main faces while she spread the entire artistry around by incorporating as many artists in general that she could that were from this city. Um, the documentary literally was a project that just kind of started to spiral and just started to take off. You know, she invested a lot of time, hard work and effort into it. And as her career as a music artist started to evolve, that's when Issa Rae became one of the executive producers. They reached out not only to be a part of the project, but to manage her career as a whole which was once again, another major step. Um, so when Issa comes on board, it kind of opens different doors and opportunities that, you know, 
may have took a little bit longer to open per se, but the project in itself is so phenomenal that I believe um, it was going to take off regardless. You know, you know, um, good things take time, man. Good yeah, it was it was great to have that stamp uh, by Issa. And, you know, it's greatly appreciative of her coming on board. But I don't want that to take away from the phenomenal job that TT did. This project, while being a short documentary, is also a very visual musical. Every song is basically a music video in some way, shape, or form. And it's so many different prolific characters that make up our culture that appear in some way, shape, or form that, you know, it's a tearjerker, man. <laughs> it really yeah, is. It's, it's so cool. Like, you guys uh, had the film go to uh, SXSW, the film festival as well. Yes, South by Southwest. Uh, that was one of the bigger film festivals. We actually just recently won the Bushwick Award for uh, Best Documentary of 2020, uh, 2020 or 2021. Not really sure which one. I got to go back and check that. Um, and that's okay. That's that's an accomplishment. And, and I've always wanted to go to that festival. You know, it's uh, there's so much uh, to offer, man. And like we talked about earlier, good things take time, right? Yeah. So um, where, where, do you, where are you going next with this uh be be more the dance. So right now we're uh, we're officially a nonprofit. So our goal is to continue to do the works that we do here in our community. However, um, the national goal is still major for us. We would love to not only spread our culture, but begin to help other cultures learn how to pioneer theirs back into the spotlight. Um, the annual events are, of course, a major project. This King of Baltimore, our goal is uh, we're seeking, we're trying to do a $5,000 cash prize, uh, which is our largest we've ever done was $2,500. Um, as time evolves and the desire to see it continues to be there, we want to continue to find different ways that make this uh historical every time and uh, right now we're currently booked for november of this year to do the king of baltimore event and we're looking at december for the queen of baltimore so the events themselves are rolling we have some ideas for television that we're working on uh, a couple of different pitches that me myself uh and tt the artists are looking at trying to just find a way to continue to allow this culture to be seen by the entire world that's awesome, man. I really appreciate this. You know, um, Unique, how do people find you? How do people find you? Get in touch with you. BeMoreThanDance.com, uh, as well as you can find me on Be More Than Dance on any social media from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Look, I probably still got a MySpace account back there somewhere. <laughs> I still have a couple as well. I just can't get back into them. Same here, but they're all be more than dance for sure. And uh, sometimes I go back and try and listen to music on MySpace. <laughs> it doesn't work. You have you done it before? I've recruited a few friends. I said, we need to go back just so we can learn how to code again. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, he, he he's the founder of be more than dance he's out of baltimore um good things take time 
And uh, this one took some time to get together. I'm really happy we did this, man. I greatly appreciate it.